In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Good morning, and a uh, happy Father's Day to all of our fathers on this special day. I don't usually uh, deliberately uh, come up with a three-point sermon. I... uh, I often think about it, and if I just got two points, that's all all I've got. But um, I did come up with three today. They were ready, and they were more fit than earthly kings, and they dug deep. Speaking of the apostles, they were ready. They were more fit than earthly kings, and they dug deep. The Gospel of Matthew recounts that hearing Christ call Peter and Andrew, straightway left their nets and followed him. Right away. You know, when I, whenever I read this, for some reason... What comes to my mind is some old Hollywood movie I saw one time where, you know, Christ is kind of depicted as ghost-like and the apostles as zombies, you know, he comes up to the, to the lake and like this and the apostles, you know. Uh, we, can't, we can't just look at that and... and, and consider that there's nothing prior to this. They were ready. They were waiting. You know who got them ready? John the Baptist. He got them ready. And they were ready. Do you see how the hearts of these two brothers had already chosen good? They did not ask, where are you calling us to? How shall we eat? Who's going to feed our families? But, as St. Nikolai says, it's as if they had been waiting all their lives for this call. This was it. This was the the moment for them. And like all their cares on the Lord, they left everything and they responded to Jesus Christ's call. So we might ask ourselves, um, am I ready? If uh, Jesus asked me to do something. More often than not, Jesus asked us to do things through His body, the church. And we are, we are called by the church. In, um, in the past 20 years, there have been a lot of men who have uh, stepped forward desiring the priesthood. 
Um, my first question is, is the church calling you to this office? <laughs> is the church calling you? Had Christ acted in the manner after men, St. Nikolai speculates, um, he probably would have chosen 12 earthly kings instead of fishermen. Let's get it, let's get it done. You know, we can get this done really quick. I'm going to pick 12 apostles. They're all going to be earthly kings. Instantly, the whole world is going to know who Jesus Christ is. All the idols will disappear. All the pagan temples will be transformed. All the animal sacrifices will, seek, uh, will, will cease. And <clears throat> blood sacrifices and the smoke coming off of these blood sacrifices is going to be replaced by incense. And what's most important, nobody's going to have to suffer. No one will have to suffer. Let's just get it done. We can do this. Twelve kings. But Jesus wasn't in a hurry. <laughs> Jesus wasn't in a hurry. I can remember um, back in the early 90s, I had decided uh, to take up uh, fishing as a principal pastime. It was because after playing golf for so many years, I realized that um, I was taking all my troubles and all my cares out onto the golf course, taking them out on the golf ball. <laughs> and uh, when I got into a boat to fish... That was all I was doing. <laughs> and, but I wanted to be a good fisherman. I wanted to catch a lot of fish. I wanted to be famous. <laughs> and so I joined, um, I, I hired a man who had been the lake patrolman at Lake Kachuma for 25 years. He had retired and become a fishing guide at Lake Kachuma. And I hired him four times during the four different seasons of the year to teach me how to fish during this various seasons. And then I joined the local bass club. And all of these guys of the bass club had these big, huge boats with these monster 200 horse, you know, across the top of the water. I mean, literally 55, 60, 65 miles an hour across the water. I can remember once I could feel my cheeks, you know, kind of pulling back <laughs> with no, no windshield. So I thought, man, this is exciting. This is the stuff. And um, so Howdy knew I was doing this. I would see him occasionally. Finally, I, uh, there were so many conflicts in the schedule with the church and the weekends with the Bass Club. I, I gave up on that and decided to buy my own little boat. I bought a little 14-foot aluminum Gregor boat from the Kachuma boat rentals with a little 9.9 .9 mercury tiller 
and uh, he saw me coming in one morning, late one morning, and uh, he knew that I had bought, bought this boat, and, hi, John, how are you doing? Fine. How do you like your new boat? And I said, well, it gets me out where I want to go, but it, this 9.9 Merck tiller sure is slow. And he looked at me, and he shrugged his shoulders. He says, well, who's in a hurry? And it just stopped me dead in my tracks. It's like, what? I, I'd completely forgotten why I was going out there to fish. You know, I was, a, I was bass pro, you know. So he taught me a, really a life lesson, a life lesson. Who's in a hurry? And when I opened up the the commentary here on St. Nikolai, the first thing he asked, why are people in such a hurry these days? He wrote this in, in 1950. In 1950, he's asking, why are people in so big of a hurry these days? In order to see the success of their efforts as quickly as possible. And the success comes and it passes and it leaves behind a trace of sadness. Why are the sons of men so much in a hurry these days? In order to pluck the fruits of their labor as quickly as possible. And the fruit comes, it passes, and leaves a trace of bitterness. But Jesus... We might say he started at the bottom. He started at the bottom, not from the top. How wise he was to begin the kingdom, not with kings, but with fishermen. How good and salutary it is for us, living 2,000 years later after his earthly life, that he did not see the final success of his work or the harvest of fruits of his labor during his earthly lifetime. He did not wish, like a, a giant, to plant an enormous tree all at once. He wanted, like a simple farm laborer, to bury a seed of the tree deep in the darkness of the earth and then to go home. And so he buried the seed of the gospel the seed of the tree of life in the hearts of these simple fishermen. Hearts that were ready. Hearts that were obedient. Hearts that weren't in a hurry. It's just pretty hard to fish in a hurry. <laughs> and these men had developed a rhythm of life. To, you know, we, we've been fishing all night long. All night long, and we haven't caught anything. And you're telling us to go fish on the other side, but because you said it, we're going to be obedient to you. And what did they do? They bring home 153 fish. <laughs> they counted them. If I, if I were to count how many times when I go fishing, how many times I throw the bait, and how many times I catch a fish you would think I'm crazy. 
but I'm not in a hurry. Howdy taught me not to be in a hurry. <laughs> the enemies, the enemies of the gospel, they wanted to cut it. They wanted to, it starts to shoot up, and they chopped it. They chopped people's heads. They chopped limbs. They poked out eyes. They tried to cut the tree down. But whenever they cut the tree down, because it had a solid, deep root, it grew more shoots. The tree of life, it grew more shoots. And then they, they dug down deep to go after the root. They dug down into the catacombs to try to, to root it out, but the root resisted and became stronger, and the tree grew stronger. The tree of life, the tree of the body of Christ, drew stronger. And finally, it grew so strong, guess what happened? The kings started becoming Christians. <laughs> They started becoming Christians. They dug deep. They fished deep. Come and follow me and I will make you fishers of men, he said. This means, St. Nikolai, as you have till now caught fish in your nets in the dark depths of the sea, so you will from now on, with me and my gospel, catch men from the dark depths of the wickedness of this world. Catch men from the wick dark depths of wickedness. Do you believe that we live in a time of dark depths of wickedness? Do you think, um, um, without being too facetious here, uh, <laughs> you think this deep, dark depth of wickedness has come upon us just in the past four years? You know, do you, do you think that maybe um, um, on the first Tuesday of November this coming year, that all of these deep, dark depths of wickedness might suddenly go away? This, we're not talking about politics here. We're talking about the way it's been ever since the fall of Adam and Eve. We're talking about the way it was in the time of Christ. We're talking about how it was when St. Nikolai was writing this. After being released from the Dachau prison at the end of World War II, you think he saw some dark depths of wickedness. He certainly did. And we live in this time, but it's nothing new. This time, this age has been going on for a long time. But we've been given a seed of the gospel 
a seed of the tree of life. And I'd like to see it grow big and strong real fast, wouldn't you? (laughs) We have to be patient. A part-time cook once wrote in his cookbook, As a missionary priest, I've often compared in my heart and mind how fishermen catch fish and how apostles and missionaries catch men. And there's something to be said for desire, mentorship, acquisition of knowledge through experience, and, of course, dedication. Rarely does a fisherman catch the fish he sees. More often than not, fish are caught from the hidden depths beyond our range of sight. It requires a degree of faith, believing that the fish are there by properly and consistently presenting the lure or the bait, and in time, maybe a long time, the reward will come. The Lord first called Andrew, but Andrew went and got his brother, Simon Peter, who later became the leader of the apostles. In his foreknowledge, the Lord knew that Andrew would do this, but I've sometimes observed in my own striving to raise up Christian leadership in new areas of ministry that it was actually somebody else who brought the best leader into the fold. To not be in a hurry doesn't mean to be lazy. It doesn't necessarily mean to let go and let God. You know, the let go and let God has to do with a person's submission of a person's will and to be obedient. And if I'm going to be obedient, that means I have to do something. (laughs) So to let go and let God doesn't mean to sit back and do nothing. It means to be obedient and submissive in the will. To be steady to be consistent, to be believing, and to be patient. I believe that there's still a great harvest of believers to be gathered from this North American continent. I believe this next harvest um, will not come very easily. I I believe that, um, that the tree is going to have to be tested. I believe it's going to have to be pruned. I believe it's going to have to endure strong winds. I believe it's going to have to endure an attempt to be chopped down. 
Have we, have we survived this before and grown stronger every time? Have we survived this in the United States of America, in the North American continent? I don't know if we have yet or not. But if history proves itself right and consistent, I think we're going to have to go through this in order to reap the next harvest. But it's there, and we need to be patient, consistent, steady, enduring, not be in a hurry, but keep our eyes focused on the great fisherman of the fish, our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.